Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are going to be talking about some media that we've really been enjoying lately. And it really focuses in on good endings where they really just stick the landing. Yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of our favorite shows have been ending. And we've talked about it a bit in the news on past episodes. But we really wanted to just talk about what great media we've been consuming lately. Next episode will be about indie, and we're very excited. <laughs> yes. I, okay, so, like, I think I saw a spoiler for indie. But oh, like, no. But, like, it wasn't that big of a deal, and part of me is also like, well, maybe I just don't know that because I'm not as cultured on indie, so was it even oh, a spoiler? I don't okay. know. So, okay. But, like. So you're going to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull this week, though. Yeah, I think I'll probably watch it some definitely sometime this week i don't think i'm gonna rewatch the others um Mm -hmm. but i definitely want to watch that one because i've never seen it before yay (laughs) i can't wait to give my thoughts on crystal skull (laughs) so before we get into the news because we've kind of had a slow couple of weeks here i mean we've had some really good stuff like coming out movie wise but definitely with star wars we've been slowing down a little bit Um, but alex does have a recommendation for us yeah, um, so I've been watching Strange New Worlds, Star, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. I just finished season one, and there's only been two episodes from season two that have come out, so I'm only a little bit behind. And it's really, really great storytelling. I'm going to do, like, this is a very small spoiler for season one, because I know Shannon would like this episode. Okay. There's this <laughs> one episode where something happens... And they all wake up in, like, a fairy tale. Okay. And they're, yeah, and they live out this, like, fantasy story on the Enterprise. And they're all <laughs> dressed up in, like, medieval attire. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> and I feel like you would like it. <laughs> I feel like every time you mention Star Trek, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. I should watch it. And, like, I just haven't yet. But, like... I feel like I need to because every time you mention you it, I'm like, I feel like I would like really it. like it. And the thing is, I think you need to, you should start with Discovery, mm-hmm. um, and then I think, I think it's like after you've watched two seasons of Discovery, you're you're good to jump to Strange New Worlds if you want because there's there's some crossover there. We're I think done season three of discovery mm-hmm. and then almost caught up on stranger worlds and i haven't watched any of the animated series yet but i want to there's so much it's like star wars like there's yeah. literally so much to watch mm-hmm. um and i just like love the care that goes into developing each character on board these ships like i really feels like a group cast like mm-hmm. and they put a lot of work into developing each character yeah that's awesome is that on prime uh paramount plus oh i don't have that (laughs) in the u.s in canada i can watch it on crave yeah but yeah that's the thing is that it's um cbs right oh yeah so that yeah yeah that makes sense uh well maybe i'll just rewatch the star trek movies with chris pine (laughs) (laughs) because those are a vibe you know Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like kind of our only news, but it, it's kind of in the same vein as um, the Star Trek show. So we did get the first episode of Secret Invasion, which is the latest Marvel show. And I watched it. Alex didn't. It's not good. It's not great. Like, it's just so boring. I'm, I was so bored. Are you going to watch this week's episode? I don't know. Maybe. So like the big controversy around it is like, mostly with the opening credits are all AI generated Mm -hmm. and like on top of it just being like super ugly like it's also ridiculous that they just didn't get an artist because like wasn't the last thing we got She-Hulk yeah and there's beautiful artwork in the post credits for that yeah so it just feels really weird and then watching it like the only thing I could describe or like compare it to watching it is winter soldier which i feel weird comparing to because people love winter soldier and like winter Mm soldier is good but it's just like it was a lot of setup it felt like spy espionage espionage yeah Yeah. it felt really weird to me that it takes place in russia just Mm -hmm. in light of the world 
right now. Yeah. Um, it feels really weird. And I I wish I mean it was only the first episode, but like I, I was wishing for more empathy for the scrolls, especially yeah. considering when we left off with Captain Marvel, like we were supposed to be finding them a new home world, and it's been like thirty years and like the humans didn't deliver. So it's like I, I find mm-hmm. it really hard to side with like the like Nick Fury side of things. Yeah. Um, so like I might watch the next episode, but like I don't know. We we had like talked about maybe covering um, Secret Invasion once it was all done, but remains to be seen. That was before was we knew about the credits. That was before we knew about the credits. That's for true. Me, it's like. If it's a bad show, if it has bad reviews, it's Marvel. I'm still going to watch it. But what's holding me back is those credits. Like, I would have watched, even if, like you said, no, this episode wasn't very good. I probably would have just watched it out of being a Marvel completionist. Mm -hmm. But now, I think at this point, I'm not going to turn it on. It's just, like, we were talking about this, like, before you know amelia clark is one of our favorite actresses we Mm -hmm. love her as kira we love her as daenerys like she's awesome so i wanted to watch this show for her and this just sucks yeah it's and i i do like her in this um her and i i still can't remember the actor um but you know orson krennic um from rogue (laughs) one um her and him are like so good together and I loved seeing them in interviews. Like, it's so cute. They're so amazing. Um, and I don't want to spoil, like, who her character is if people still want to watch it. But I really like the idea of her, who her character is. But I just, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like Marvel's been putting out, like, kind of, like, fun series. Like, this series is, like, not fun. It's okay. it, it's very like dark and spies and that kind of thing. The like, marketing there wasn't, did didn't do that though. Yeah, there's there's like no comedy at all, which I feel like Marvel hasn't done in a very long time. Like Marvel's kind of been more like witty and like yeah. quippy. It's definitely not that at all. Like it's very serious. Mm-hmm. And like, I even I, even Black Widow, which is a very serious movie, is funny. Yeah, like, I, I kind of feel like this show is taking itself, like, way too seriously. And maybe that'll change, Um, but I just, I don't know. It's, it kind of, like, leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see that and then paired with the AI stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, I still know that Loki season two is going to be a banger, so maybe I just wait for that. Yeah, we do, but we also have that tainted with Jonathan Majors. Yeah, that is... See, this is the problem with men. Yeah. (laughs) Every man will eventually betray you. Mm -hmm. God. I don't know. At least, like, we just got to keep thinking about Owen Wilson. Which, speaking of Owen Wilson, they've been doing Haunted Mansion, like, promo, press. He looks so good. You know, that movie comes out the week after Barbie. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it was soon. Like I saw the trailer before Elemental, and I was like, "This looks like a bop." Like I'm feeling it. Except it also was tainted by Jared Leto and Rosario Dawson. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's going in theaters. It's not a Disney Plus release. I think that's good. Like I think it's gonna be fun. I kind of wish it was coming out like earlier in July because it just screams like a summer bop to me. Mm-hmm. But and I f- I feel like it is gonna get a little bit lost in like Barbie. Barbie, yeah, hundred percent. The second Barbie comes out, like everything else better just like unless you're Oppenheimer, like you just better not even try. <laughs> I love. Um, have you seen like the tweets about Tom Cruise? Yes, asking theaters not to play Oppenheimer in IMAX because he wants Mission Impossible in IMAX. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People I'm like, are like, sweetie, no. like, sweetie, no. Maybe try to get your release date change. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, so we're this kind of transitions a little bit because like we're going to be talking about like some good endings, good storytelling, and we are going to be talking about Elemental. And the awesome thing is, is that um, Elemental with its opening, it didn't do super great, but it got great word of mouth, and it earned more than The Flash this past weekend. Did you hear that theaters are doing... It did really well. No, but theaters are doing a, um, like, buy one, get one, so people will go see The Flash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's already on BOGO. 
Like, that is so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, everything about this movie is embarrassing. I don't know why they released it. Yeah, because it's why. not even, like, a movie that people are going to hate watch. No. It's just, like, on principle, to, people don't want to see it. Yeah. Like, it's... I think if they had maybe, like, released this, like, straight to streaming, like, people, like, out of just curiosity would have watched it, but, like, nobody's... Like, people aren't yeah. going to see this movie. And Elemental is going to be that dark horse that Puss in Boots was, I think, with word think of so mouth. Because yes. Puss in Boots also was a slow burn. Yeah, because it was so unexpected. Like, I remember mm-hmm. you kept telling me how good it was. And then I finally rented it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, and that's how I mean, honestly, that's how Elemental is. So I'm excited to talk about it. But we're going to we're going to get there eventually. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit about, like, what we mean when we say, like, a good ending and, like, this good content that we've been absorbing. Like, I feel like things have been really difficult lately because, like, the streaming service, not only are they canceling so many things. So, like, you'll get, like, one season and they cancel it, but then they'll remove it completely. Like, we've been seeing that a lot. Like, Willow mm-hmm. got removed. Um, That Pink Ladies show got removed. And it's just... It's really disheartening. It's hard to get invested in things when all this is happening. And, of course, you know the star wars of it all you know it's been very hard to trust but i feel like now that we've been getting these shows like succession like ted lasso though ted lasso does have a couple of issues um never have i ever miss Maisel, that are just like sticking the landing like Mm -hmm. it just reminds me like how much fun it is to rewatch a show especially when you know how good the ending is yeah and it like you you put this in our notes like it gives so much re- rewatchability. Um, never have I ever like I can't wait to rewatch that. And it's such <laughs> an easy watch too. Like mm-hmm. like you know the the last season like you watched it in like one day. I mean I was still there for hours. Like but I still, was sitting there for hours. <laughs> but like it just it goes by so quickly. And mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, like never have I ever is this beautiful story of a teenage girl whose dad just died and like is trying to get over this grief and I love that she's messy and she's angry and she's upset and she makes so many mistakes and they really I like I cannot believe like Netflix like let them get away with this like they really were able to like develop this out I think Mindy calling effect if it was anyone else if it was anyone else I'm not sure that they would have been able to finish their story but Mindy calling just she has that power absolutely yeah because it was you know a story about like so many women of color like it was Mm -hmm. it had you know like lesbian storytelling and like things like that like it was so well-rounded and just like I cried at the end like I was crying because it was so beautiful and even in season three, there's those moments where her and her mom finally reconcile. Mm-hmm. And I was sobbing in season three at those moments, too. I I love that, like, I love that storytelling where the mother and the daughter are, like, constantly butting heads. But really, it's because they're they're grieving over the same thing. Like, the mom in this is, she, you know, she lost her husband. She lost the love of her life. And her daughter is getting distant, but that's because she's grieving and she doesn't know how to handle her feelings. Like, she goes to therapy, but, like, she still doesn't know how to handle her feelings. And every single time, like, Davy and her mom had a moment and, like, came together, Mm -hmm. it was just so beautiful. That really reminds me of shrinking also. They do that. Like, yes. Well, (laughs) you need to watch shrinking. I know, I know, I know. Everyone... (laughs) Pause the podcast and go watch Shrinking. <laughs> then come back. <laughs> then come back. <laughs> I just like, oh, uh, it's so good. And it reminds me, like, you know, I'm always, some- we're always somewhere in a Gilmore Girls rewatch, okay? Yes. Um, But it, it it does always, like, bring me back to, like, you know, Emily and Lorelai and how they are such different people but, like, those moments where, like, they do come together and, like, connect. Mm-hmm. Like, generational healing is yeah. beautiful and it's a lovely thing. This is why we need more Gilmore Girls so we can see how Rory is. Yes. I would mm-hmm. like to see it. I would also like our prequel series, um, Emily in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be beautiful. Um, and I'm here for it. <laughs> 
And honestly, you know who could play Emily Gilmore? Not that she would. Not that they would go this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but could you imagine Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> <laughs> you you see what I mean? That was such an out of left field. I did not see that coming. No, but like, do you feel the vibe? Like you- how she's like very rich at the end of White Lotus. Yes. Like I'm also rewatching White Lotus. So like mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. it kind of gives me the vibes. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, back with Never Have I Ever, not only do we get all of that generational grief and trauma and, you know, resolution, the ships. Yeah. Stuck the landing. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. We won. I also just love the power of, you know, slow burn in sitcoms. Yes. Exactly. People don't do slow burns like sitcoms do with them. No. Well, because sitcoms give, like so much time yeah you know because like mm-hmm. once they get together the show's over yeah it's boring it's like people know this the show's going to become boring once the mm. couple everyone's rooting for you guys together so, yeah. yes well and i was actually talking to alex about that because i just finished um this book if you are in any kind of book media space you've probably heard of it um fourth wing and the couple gets together in the first book and i'm like i'm not looking forward to the rest of the series where they're going to just be all over each other and all the tension is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I love me some tension. It's yeah. like we read, I can't I can't remember what fic it was, where, like, it completely decimated us and then it does, like, this beautiful prologue where it was, like, everything was wrapped up, or not epilogue, in, like, a perfect little bow. Yeah. And it was like, that's what I want. Wrap it up for me in the epilogue. Yes. That makes me happy. (laughs) Give me some married life in the epilogue. Like, that's all I need. I don't need to see it. (laughs) But not, like, we were really worried towards the end that she was going to be like, I'm not team Paxton or team Ben. I'm team Davey. Like, we were really worried about that. Yeah. I, like... I feel like a lot of writers are going that direction lately. So it was something mm-hmm. that I was thinking about. Yeah. Because I feel like the thought there would have been, like, these boys have both put her through so much grief. And they have, she, though. I know they have. <laughs> and, like, I thought the thought was going to be, like, you know, she's not going to pick either of them because she's going to be, like, working on herself or something. And, like, that's perfectly fine. But, like, this show was also a rom-com. Yeah. You know, and rom coms mm-hmm. end with them getting to, and uh, honestly, okay. I was really thinking about this because I, I keep watching clips of the the wedding where um Davy does the dance at the mm-hmm. end. And in Shakespeare, all of his comedies end with a wedding. And so this was a comedy, yeah. it was a rom com, and it ended with a wedding. And it ended with, you know, a couple getting together and riding off into the sunset. Like I that's amazing. Fairy like, tale. <laughs> It's so fairy tale. Uh, and then, like, the leaked ending, man, we would have won either way. I'm so yeah. happy about that. <laughs> I think that kind of reminds me, I didn't put that on here. Um, so, Ted Lasso ended too. And mm-hmm. we had kind of a, a worry about that as well. And I, I will say, Ted Lasso did a lot of things right, but what they didn't do great was the shipping. Yeah. Because I, I saw your, I, I your, agree with that. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I, I do agree with you. Like the beginning of that episode was very. Yeah, I I I tweeted about a specific ship being misled, and I wouldn't say I'm I was diehard shipping that. Like so, for me, I wasn't like disappointed, but I, I yeah. I mean, if you were a shipper of that ship, that beginning of the final episode was definitely like what like. If that was pulled on me and I was a huge shipper of them, like, be so mad. Yeah. Because, I mean, their relationship was handled really well no matter what. But that was, like, very – that that was mean for people who were, like, really into that ship. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we were super invested in um, Keely and Roy. And I feel like they did fumble that a little bit. Yeah. Because by yeah, the end, it, it was, I was really hoping, because we have, like, the amazing Jamie Tart redemption, like, mm-hmm. amazing, best redemption since Zuko and Avatar The Last Airbender, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so I was really hoping, 
like we would get that but then we would also get like the Roy and Keeley reconciliation mm-hmm. and like we kind of do but we also kind of don't it's like it's not satisfying no I, I feel like the writers didn't know which way they wanted to go and they just yeah. kind of but the other question is is the story continuing that is a question I don't know how I feel about it continuing I just think that I I don't know Apple milking it's you know prized yeah cow. that's true because before, okay, now now I've watched more things on Apple on Apple TV, and I am very confident in saying there are some great shows on Apple TV oh, that good. are worth the subscription. Between Servant and Shrinking, they have other great shows. Okay, mm-hmm. and Dickinson. I mean, Dickinson's done, Servant's done, but you know really good content but before that i was only subscribing to apple tv for ted lasso mm-hmm. so i wonder how many other people are doing that and thus apple green lighting more because they feel like they have to to keep subscribers that is true like i i can definitely see that and i mean i do think that there's a story there but another part of me just like the amazing character development that was done like there's always worry that it's going to get undone because they did wrap up Mm -hmm. like some characters really nicely. And they did set up like another story that would be kind of like adjacent to the current one that could make a good show. So I could definitely. Yeah. I hope that if they do continue, it'll be that I think they need to do a spinoff series and just, it it won't be called Ted Lasso anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. Um, but I also wonder if they're waiting to greenlight that based on how many people canceled Apple TV. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I, I definitely would be into that adjacent story and maybe just like the Ted Lasso characters being more like, not cameo, but like mm-hmm. more to the side, you know? Like maybe there's a side story with, yeah. you know, Roy and Keeley or Jamie Tart or something like that instead mm-hmm. of it still being focused on but them. I'm going to promo Shrinking again because it's the same <laughs> writers. Brett Goldstein is one of the two creators of Shrinking. And see, that's amazing to me. I didn't see, like, I didn't know that until you, you started it. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's only one, one season out so far. Oh, really? I thought there was yeah. like two out. No, it's brand new and oh. the writers are striking so oh, they true, haven't, true. like, I think I think season two would have been being written right now. Mm. Um, it is greenlit for season two. Okay. But well, then there's that's... only one season. I think it was 10 episodes. Okay. So that's like way low of, lower of a commitment than I thought it was oh, going to be. Oh, it's a very small commitment. Okay. I watched it very quickly. It's very good. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll start that later. Because I was literally... <laughs> okay. So this is like another side thing. Um, Alex and I are both thinking of starting Lost, <laughs> which is obviously <laughs> a huge commitment. <laughs> So maybe I'll watch that before. Oh yeah, I watch Shrinking first the because then you're gonna just fall into six seasons of, of like, twenty four episodes, forty yeah. minutes, like twenty four times six. I think the Shrinking episodes were pretty short, like half hour. I mean, that's how Apple TV is because even Servant, a lot Servant's of them were half hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Servant was very good. I'm so yes. glad that I finally finished it. But you reminded me talking about um, there maybe being more Ted Lasso. Never have I ever did end with goodbye for now. I, yeah, some people seem to think that there might be more. Yeah. You think well, so? And, well, the actress who played Davy when they brought her out, she even, she said it again when she left. So you think that they would do college? I don't know. Like, I hope so. Just because I think it would be interesting, like maybe just like a one-off season, you know? Okay, I'm like, because I'm very surprised about all the teasing of a sequel. Yeah, well, because it ends really well. Like that ending is so perfect. It ends really well. Second, these actors have been in this commitment to the show for like three, four years filming it. This is true. And a lot of them are really good. Mm. So I'm sure they are being, you know, offered other acting roles. Yeah, I I kind of look at it as like a like a like a year in the life, you know, mm-hmm. like give them like a check in year in the life, <laughs> a reunion, you know, 
Year in the Life is such a perfect way to just like check back in on characters. I so wish low they commitment. do another Year in the Life. I wish they would too. I mean, not to say I'm glad that Milo is currently unemployed, but he is currently unemployed. Um, <laughs> Amy Sherman Palladina is also currently um, not doing anything. Well, that's the thing with Amy is like, what is she doing right now? Who knows? Writing Emily in Paris. I keep saying that. I'm so sorry to people who are not in the know. It's Emily Gilmore is was a yeah, Paris girl. But also, like, like I understand if Amy is striking right now, and I support that. I absolutely support that. Give us a year in the life when the strike is over. Absolutely. But also, I need to see it. I just yeah. know. I just, I know what I need to see. And I, I just, I need that to happen. <laughs> uh, so that also leads us very nicely into the other show that we have listed on here, which was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, that is an Amy Sherman Palladino show. And that recently ended. And a lot of people were kind of on the fence with season four, I feel like. Just the way, like, it's... The My way mom it's, did not like yeah. the, the time jumping. Yeah, I think a lot of people were uncomfortable with the time jumping. I remember when I started the season, I was like, did I start the right show? Like, because yeah. it was very jarring. Um, and I also feel like the pacing is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, that last episode... Yeah. It, it's <sighs> great. I, like... You just remind me with the pacing, like, all the garbage musical stuff. Like, that threw off the pacing... So but much. But that's like classic Amy Sherman Palladino, I know. though. That's if the she thing, can, is that it is very classic of Amy. If she can do a musical number, she's gonna do a musical number. Like, <laughs> she didn't get, like, I really truly believe that she, like, you know, walked away from Gilmore Girls and she did Bunheads and she realized that she just, like, wants to be a theater girly. Yeah. And then, like, she did Year in the Life and it's like, I, I always think about when they do the Stars Hollow musical and then they do that weird scene with like the life and death brigade where it's like a yeah. music video almost. And I'm like, she just realized that like, she wants to be a creative girly. And to me, that's what season four felt like. I felt mm-hmm. like from the beginning, she was setting it up to be kind of this like magical send off where we're no longer like following along with Midge. Now we're reminiscing with Midge. And it, it did kind of feel more of like looking back instead of being present which was weird because we hadn't done that yet but I feel like once you kind of uncover that like oh why aren't Susie and Midge talking anymore like that's not okay like I think it really revealed that the heart of the show wasn't just about seeing Midge become a comedian it was these two women like literally like taking the industry by storm like it wasn't just Midge it was Susie too and it was mm-hmm. their relationship that was I like agree. the heart. Mm-hmm. So good. Susie and Midge's friendship is so personal to me. Yeah, it's so good. And like the, <laughs> I don't want to spoil the very end, but um, you know, it wraps up so nicely for them. Mm-hmm. I I really like that because I feel like so much of the show, like we were like they really make the audience focus for a long time on. Midge's like romantic relationship like is she Mm -hmm. gonna end up again with Joel is she gonna end up with somebody else what's going on and I kind of like that at the end like because even like Midge says that too she's like you know like there were so many men but like at the end of the day like what mattered was like her and Susie like Susie was always there and I, I, have like my, I also have my theories of like romantically how Midge ends up at the very end but, like, you're right. Oh, like, yeah. Well, because she said that with, like, there's a character that I'm positive that she mm-hmm. is with. And I had been predicting that for a long time. Yes. Shannon's um, been right since season one. So, like, well, <laughs> they just give him so much time. Yeah. You know, they gave him so much time. So I was like, it's going to be. And I was actually really happy about it. Is it as good as a redemption as Jamie Tart? No. But I, I liked it. I did like mm-hmm. that. I do feel like, though, with Miss Maisel, you can feel that they had to write around the fact that they had to remove the character of May. Like, oh. I, I, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think. Yeah. Yes. She's that was supposed to go now, very differently. She is so powerful. Well, that's the Amy Sherman Palladino curse. Okay. Yeah, is that she people get really them. people get really famous like Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy like Melissa McCarthy, people. Adam Brody, um, mm-hmm. what's his name from Cinderella Story? What kind oh, of name? Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray. I don't think he's having a great career right now, but he did have a great career. <laughs> he did. Well, he was supposed to come back. Like he was supposed to come back. Uh, Adam Brody was supposed to be the guy. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I find it so fascinating that Chad Michael Murray was going to be Logan's character, basically. I know. It's very interesting going back and like when you do rewatches with Tristan, Mm -hmm. knowing he was supposed to like Logan was written because they couldn't get him back. Yeah. Is very interesting. And like it's stuff like that where you can always feel like the absences. Like you can also feel like, you know, Jess was supposed to have a spinoff show, but then, you know, like Milo became famous and started like doing heroes and stuff like that. And you can feel that absence. And I think you can feel that with Miss Maisel where like Stephanie got really famous. So they had to like write her out really quickly. Like I think she was supposed it was to so be. so jarring. Yeah. Her I, I, getting written out in season four was so jarring. Yeah. They they did it like immediately. They were like, she's gone. <laughs> Get her out Goodbye. of here. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. I, I really think that she was like, they were setting up for her to be like with Joel for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like I think she was going to have her baby. I think that they were going to be a family like and they had to completely change that. Which, I mean, you know, good for her. Like, I'm so glad. Yeah. But that happens to Amy Sherman Palladino every time. <laughs> She's too good at picking them, like you said. Yes. What do you think she'll do next? I hmm. I feel like I like your idea of her doing a musical theater kind of thing. That would like, be really she fun. She could do her version of Glee or <laughs> just like her, like, like Broadway drama, like. That would be really cool, actually. Like, on the set of a Broadway show, like, the drama that goes behind the scenes with all the mm-hmm. cast and crew. That would be so cool. But would cool. that be too close to Maisel in a sense where she's a comedian and then we're going and we're looking at actors on stage? Well, I feel like if they lean more into, like, the bunheads of it all, because I kind of feel like Sutton Foster's character is kind of, like, what you're mm. describing. Or maybe we do drama school in college, like... That would be interesting. Like, like not Juilliard, but like a Juilliard-esque yeah, type like of Yeah, like something setting. that's ripping off Juilliard. I mean, Glee did that, too, with whatever their school okay, was called. Okay, but, like, Amy Sherman Palladino <laughs> could write Glee, but Ryan Murphy could not write Gilmore Girls. Couldn't write Gilmore Girls. <laughs> You're right. Did You're you right. hear that he's moving to Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me because American Horror Story is Fox. Um, so him having a partnership with Disney actually makes sense more so than Netflix. It does. But I'm also just like, can this man stop terrorizing us for once? Yeah. (laughs) It'll be like, it'll be Hulu, right? Like it's going to be Disney plus. No, but it'll, it'll be Hulu. But like, cause that's what American Horror Story is on right now. Mm -hmm. It's Hulu. Um, I just like, I watched that Glee documentary and it was very like, I don't know. <laughs> this man is very bizarre to me. So I always like, was it last? It was last Oscars where he got that Lifetime Achievement Award. He did. And mm-hmm. that was like a really strange yes. award. Yes. It feels weird. I'm positive that he and Leah Michelle did like made a bargain with the demon. <laughs> and that's like, I'm positive this happened. Yeah. Because look at their careers. They're doing amazing. And they've left so many lives in their wake. So that's... It's true. That's what I believe. So I think we're ready to move into the newest thing that we've been obsessing over, which is amazing storytelling and amazing ending. Um, and that is Elemental. And we try not to spoil the others, but I have a feeling we're probably going to talk spoilers with Elemental. 
Yeah, I think we have to. There's yeah. no way. Like, we're going to gush about it too much. Yeah, like, we, we both officially have seen this movie twice, um, which is, um, like, I can feel this movie taking over my entire life. Like, the way I, I felt seeing The Last Jedi, <laughs> that's I hate how that I there's, felt. like, literally no merch. <laughs> I know, the merch is so bad. Like, but it's, like, I don't saving like it. our money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Man, if uh, next time we go to Disney, if Wade is a character that you can meet, I'm gonna die. Oh my gosh, how would I guess it would just have to be like a plushy kind of character? Yeah, I think it'd be you know like how they do Toy Story, like stuff like that. Yeah, like I, you people talk about how badly they want to meet the Mandalorian. I want to meet Wade Ripple. (laughs) I'm gonna be a mess. I'm gonna fall all over myself because Wade Ripple is the man i feel like uh elemental though speaking of disney parks would make a really good parade float (gasps) it really would though it would really lend itself to a nice parade float so well and honestly like i know that there's been like rumors and talk like people would talk about like zootopia becoming like its own like part of the park or like things like that like man if they're talking about expanding or anything element Mm. city Okay, but like the whole Zootopia thing is that they're going to replace Dino Land USA. And oh, we're that's not right. That's right. That. That's right. We're not having that. We're not having that. However, <laughs> um, but Element City. Yes. Not not that I want it to replace Dino Land, but <laughs> it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that would be cool. I mean, they're not going to do it because. Kelly River Rapids t- is, is is very well themed to Asia and like the land it's in. Oh man, but, if but they you're did so right though. A log flume water ride maybe in Hollywood Studios since there is no way to like cool down there. Well, and it would be like the the trains that go by because they're mm-hmm. on water and yeah. they splash over the sides and things like that. That would be so perfect if they did that. Yeah, or even just like the water parks, like retheming some of the water slides. That would be really cool. Yeah, I, man, like, non-spoiler things first. Like, this movie is gorgeous. Like, I saw Mm -hmm. somebody today talking about how, like, Pixar is not really pushing it when it comes to animation, not, like, Puss in Boots or, like, Into the Spider-Verse or stuff like that. But, like, they still have drop-dead gorgeous visuals. Like, all of the backgrounds, I'm in complete awe. Like, it's beautiful. And I, I hate that people are saying it's ripping off Zootopia, though. Are like, people what saying you, that? Yeah, I'm like, what do you want? It's also a metropolis. Like, it's like, just yeah, like it's, it's a city. city. Like, I know. Well, like, I saw somebody today saying that they're ripping off, like, The Last Airbender. And I'm like, what? Why? Because it's Whoa, elements? Like, because it's the elements. Because it's the elements, you know. Interesting. Well, and, like, the idea of this city, I really like the beginning when um, Bernie and Cinder arrive and you see... It's kind of like Ellis Island. Like, it's definitely supposed to be, like, a New York. Because, like, Firetown is, like, Chinatown and stuff like that. I really liked seeing, like, the first, second, and third wave of immigrants. And Mm -hmm. seeing, like, who came first. Because this city is very much built for, like, the water Water. people. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes sense that Earth would come next. Because, like, water and Earth really go hand in hand. And then the air people. And then when fire comes in, it's like, we're not built for you at all and y'all are dangerous and we don't want you here and like you can you feel that in that whole opening sequence Mm -hmm. and they don't even really have to say anything like i i think pixar does such a good job with their opening sequences and they basically move into like a decrepit like earth section of the city that has been abandoned yeah they literally have to carve out their own place in this city like this city is like they go looking for houses for rent and nobody will take them because they are fire people. And so they have to just find this building that like nobody wants anyway. And I I really love seeing the time jump with that because like that was before our main character Ember was born and seeing how that part of the city like really grows and how they just they carve out. It's like, you know, this is a, a place for us. Like, we are part of this city, too. Like, I thought that was really cool. Because, like, it does. It, it is echoing, like, Chinatown, places like that. Because at the heart of it, like, this is an immigrant mm-hmm. story. And the marketing does not show that at all. Yeah. 
And the director is Korean-American, and it's inspired by his parents. Which, like, you really feel like I think Peter Son did such an amazing job with this movie. Yeah. Like, he and it's really... Surpri- it's kind of surprising because he also did uh, Good Dinosaur, <laughs> which is probably, like, one of the least, like, Pixar movies universally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty um, movie. But, but, like, I feel like because... I don't know how involved, obviously, he was with The Good Dinosaur and what mm. issues they came across, but, like, you feel the passion for this story all over this movie, and I think that yes. makes a huge difference. Yes. You really do feel it. I watched... Um, Recently, I rewatched Crazy Rich Asians, which kind of reminds me of this because it's, you know, a Chinese American where she's accused of, you know, not being Chinese enough. And then seeing in this movie with Ember, she's struggling to be, you know, this person that her father wants her to be and to, you know, take over his dream. And he sacrificed so much. But at the same time, like, you know, she grew up here and she becomes kind of like mesmerized by like this other life that she could have and I really think like they did such a good job of like highlighting like the anxiety and like the weight of having all of this on you yeah I feel like what I like most about this story is the fact that Ember respects her parents so much that she is willing to put her like needs and her like ideals aside to please them like she's a people pleaser yes yes pathological people pleaser in in, you know in a lot of similar stories to this we would see the main character not try to people please and secretly kind of try to follow their dream and then there's that disappointment that happens there's always that like disappointment from the parents and this story we don't get that because she is trying so hard not to disappoint them she's trying so hard that like she physically like has these breakdowns because yeah. she is so like everything's fine smile through the pain don't ask me how i am don't ask me what i want like when she's faced with like oh well what do you want she's like I, what do you mean what do i want that's not that's irrelevant mm-hmm. like when you said that it reminded me of coco because Coco explores that, right? Like, it, it's a, you know, a family story with sacrifice and all that. But, you know, Miguel sneaks around and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, like, he does side with his family. Like, I remember them talking about, you know, within the traditional culture, like, it's not individual like it is in America. And so I like seeing this because Ember, like you said, like, she's never once thinks about herself like she's like obviously i'm gonna sacrifice everything for my father because he sacrificed everything for me like obviously Mm -hmm. she feels like she owes him that yes and but her dad her dad doesn't feel that way her dad just wants her to be happy he does like you're right like you don't ever see like that disappointment like obviously yes there is you know conflict with her and her dad but really, I think what aggravates her dad is that she, you know, lies to him and, like, keeps things from him. But that's because she's just trying to put up that front that she thinks he wants to see. Mm-hmm. I feel like now we have to talk about spoilers because I just, I gotta, I okay. gotta. Spoiler Peter, gates are open. Peter, I know what you are. I know what you are. <laughs> He's a Raylo. He's a Raylo. I, okay. First of all, that original poster of the hand touch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I made that my background on my phone, right? So like we knew that this was happening. We knew that there was like a romance between a fire and a water or whatever. I was not expecting Pixar. I, Yeah. To really give us that romance. I know. I, listen, so I saw it first. Uh-huh. And I messaged Shannon, and I'm like, right, like the meme of Kelly Marie Tran saying Raylo. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I didn't want to say anything because it was such a sweet feeling going through that movie, being surprised by how Raylo it was. Well, that's and what I'm saying. And how good the romance was. So I'm glad that you were surprised by it because I didn't want to ruin that for you. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was I re- it was the exact feeling of seeing the hand touch 
for like the like the real the Raylo hand touch for the first well, time in theaters. It was like shot for shot the same. It was shot for shot. Like I was, I uh, uh, even them getting pulled apart. Like all you needed was to like put the Luke in there, and it was been perfect. Like I just, it was amazing. I literally, like, every time something romantic would happen, I would just be, like, so shocked. I kept turning to my mom and be like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Pixar did a romance. And, like, the first time the first time I saw it, the like, it was me and my mom and, like, a bunch of little kids. But all of the little kids were girls, which okay. I thought was really interesting because I feel like Pixar, not that Pixar has ever been, like, for boys or for girls. Like, I feel like they've always kind of been for both. But, like... It was really interesting for me to see just, like, a theater full of little girls in a Pixar movie. Because you really only see that mm-hmm. with, like, princess movies. Right? Yeah. So that I was ar- very like You could argue Turning Red was also like that. Yeah, absolutely. But that didn't come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Oh, true. It didn't. Yeah. yeah that's sad. I know. Yeah. I just, like, man. for uh, Everything about this relationship is so good. And I love... That everything is in service to Ember's development, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Wade is just pathetically in love. Pathetically. I've never seen a boy. She learns, yeah, and she learns a lot about herself through his eyes. Yes. Like, that's what she needed. Like, I I feel like they kind of set that up visually when she's chasing him. Like, I didn't think about this till I watched it the second time. When she approaches him on the train from behind she can't see him she just sees her reflection so i i think that does i know so good like that kind of sets up that like she's gonna learn about herself like he's it's the whole very, reason very, this that's character very is there. very low that's very I know. like the cave seeing her reflection in the cave and first she sees kylo mm-hmm. approaching her and then it turns into a reflection of herself yes i I mean, you said it before I went and saw it. Like, Ember is extremely Ray-coded. Like, extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, she... I think it's really interesting because, like, when she's going about her life, like, you see those anxieties and she's so anxious about running the shop and pleasing everybody. And then Wade will show up and he just, like, puts things in a different perspective for her, which is extremely Last Jedi. Like, every time they had a Force bond, like, they put things in a different perspective like, mm-hmm. I, I know who you are. I know you're a rat, just like us. I know you're one of us. Did this start on AO3? Because I feel like it did. I know. And, like, I wonder if Ryan has seen this movie yet. Like, has oh, Ryan man. seen it? Has Ryan seen it? Because I feel like it's going to be, like, Ryan's favorite movie. Honestly. Oh, man. I also really like that... The plot of this movie, like, they try to set up this conflict with the um, mysterious leak and, like, the water coming in. But I really like that, like, that wasn't, like, the central thing. There was no, like, villain. Like, the villain Mm -mm. was this city not being designed for them and them having to figure out their identity. Like, they could have done this thing where, like oh, the mayor or whatever doesn't care about Firetown and is letting it flood or whatever, but they didn't. Like, it just, it was just happening. Like, this infrastructure wasn't built for them in mind, and it's failing, and it's just slipping through the cracks, and really, it was just about, like, this resilience of them, you know, still finding a way to live on after everything, and I love that. Like, there was no, like, villain in this movie. Like, if there's a villain, it's Ember, because she's her own villain. (laughs) Yeah. Can we just talk about Wade for a second? Yeah. You know, it's like they took all the Disney princes and they said, I just want to make them. I just want to make him so in love. And just every single time he looks at this girl, I want him to just be. But he has like no game, though. He has he has no riz, yeah. As the kids say, <laughs> mm-hmm. very Tom Holland of you to say that. <laughs> very Tom Holland of me to say that. Um, it's giving, you know, it's giving Tom Holland and Zendaya. Like they are giving Tom Holland and Zendaya. It's true they do give Tom Dea. They do. I 
I love he's just so awkward and that's what she loves about him. One of my favorite like scenes of them together is when he literally raids the gift shop at that like wind ball game and then mm-hmm. he like he looks so embarrassing and then he tries to put a hat on her and she's just like what is happening right now? Like it's giving black cat golden retriever. Mhm. That's the best kind of ship though. That is the best kind of ship. It was so good. I was shocked when they just decide to go full romance and have Wade confess his love for her in front of his entire family. In front of the whole family. I felt that. I'm like, whatever you're putting into this movie, put it into every other movie that exists. Like, this is what we need. I, I, that was amazing. And then, like, he, he shows up at the grand reopening and professes his love in front of her father. Like, I couldn't believe it. It's like, this is what gets me. He's like, I can think of a million reasons why we shouldn't be together, but I can think of one reason why we should. We touched, and everybody gasped. Everyone moved. Everybody's like, whoa. (laughs) Our our chemistry changed. Changed. That's the craziest part, is that we we changed each other's chemistry. They changed each other's chemistry. Like, you guys do not understand. He said that, and I think I died for a second. I just couldn't believe it. I also asked you this after you saw it. I'm like, can they have a child? And what would their child be? That's a fabulous question. Would they be steam? I don't... (laughs) Maybe. Honestly, like, that would make sense. Or is that too reminiscent of when he, he died for a second? I don't know. I don't know. I do think that the hallmark of a great movie is when it makes you ask questions like that because like cars right it's like how does it work i have questions how does it work and elemental makes me think that how does it work i want to know i don't know how it works with any of them but i would like to know (laughs) speaking of wade um dying for a second um again peter so i know what you are like he died protecting her he also it was a fix-it fic he got better like he was fine i i was so upset i was like you are not gonna tell me i just witnessed this entire movie for you to kill off wade did you really think that he'd be dead i don't know like we've talked about this like with all of the stuff we've been getting all of this shit we've had to go through i know but like an a pixar movie i don't know I don't know. I was like, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me, like, this is her, like, not girl power ending, obviously, but, like, she's going to end up alone, but it's going to be great because she's, like, learned so much from him. I'm like, don't give me that. It's don't true. Give I me guess that. it could have gone that way. But it didn't. I, yeah, it didn't. Because he's a Low. And I will Ray-Lo. say, like, I didn't feel like Wade was in trouble. I was, like, too... I guess I was just too um, confident and trusting of Pixar. Um, But I will say what made me sob the most in this movie both times was, like, the big conclusion between Ember and her dad. Yeah. There were two parts. There was one part where, you know, she's saying to him that... Like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, for, you know, letting you down. It was your dream. It was it was your dream. And he says, you know, no, you were my dream. I'm like, so- I was like sobbing. And then the very end when Ember and Wade are going to move to another city for her internship, she does the big bow to her dad. And earlier in the movie... He did the big bow to his father, and his father didn't respect him enough to do it back. So then there was this really powerful moment at the end when Ember does it to her dad, and her dad does it back at her. I, like, literally waterfalls. That was so so good. Well, like like you said about, like, her being the dream, because she was, like, so, like, her, part of Ember's anxiety was, like, her dad maybe losing his shop like it was maybe gonna get shut down and she was so terrified of that and then like there's this like sacred blue flame 
and I, I loved that. I thought that was beautiful. And, like, Ember, like, risked everything to save that blue flame and like wade with risked everything his to life. save that yeah he, he died because he like he died because he went to save it like I, it it's amazing and then for her like she still feels like she failed and like just for her dad to just be like like you like it's it's always just been you like i just it's always been you it's those words like are such like a like a weight lifting type of thing like Mm -hmm. it's you know along those lines of like your father being proud of you but just for like ember to finally be freed from this like overwhelming anxiety that she's not good enough that she's gonna ruin everything just Mm -hmm. knowing that her being her was always the dream like the reason they came here was for her to have you know a better life and that's all that they ever Mm -hmm. wanted it's just and beautiful. It, and the movie even came out Father's Day weekend. Yeah, it did. And Bernie was a wonderful father. I went to see it that weekend with my dad. Just me and mm-hmm. my dad went to see it. And that also added to everything. And I, you know, <laughs> like, I moved out of my parents' house at, like, I was 18 because I mm. went away for college. And i been living in a different city ever since then. And it really <laughs> was personal. Yeah. And it made me cry even more. And then my dad was so cute. He's like, I really liked um, sharing that moment with you to watch Aww, the movie. Steve. That's so sweet. Because that's, yeah, because like Ember, oh man, when she hears about that internship being like so far out of the city, like she just immediately is like, that's not going to happen. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And just to see her embark on that adventure, I love the way that it echoes like, the beginning of the movie with you know bernie getting on the boat like she does the exact same thing like yeah that's like she was truly like following in his footsteps like to build this you know dream for herself like i that was beautiful i loved that and of course what really sets this pixar movie over the top have we ever i want you to think about this have we ever seen a passionate kiss in pixar before Bugs Life? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, like, wait, did Buzz and Jesse kiss? Not like that. Okay. That. I feel like, didn't Man- the Mantis and the Butterfly really kiss in Bugs Life? But but with this with this romantic buildup? No, no, of course not, because they're not main characters. But right. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay. I was... I was shocked. I could not believe that they kissed in a Pixar movie mm-hmm. about romance. I couldn't believe it. It was like, um, so there, there used to be this thing with animated Barbie movies, except for Nutcracker. They don't kiss until like the wedding scene. Like, cause Barbie and Ken are gonna kiss at the end, but they don't kiss until they're okay. in the wedding scene. And so like, it felt, like, I-, I felt scandalized by this movie with them kissing in front of her parents. I was like, <laughs> scandalized. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, did we forget where we are? <laughs> I just, like, seeing that movie for a second time was amazing. Like, again, it just, it adds to that Last Jedi feel of just rediscovering things. I was able to, like, watch the backgrounds more, and it was just, it's so good. Like, it's so, like, it's so perfect. I can't remember the last time I loved a Pixar movie this much. Because, like, I love Turning Red. Like, it's really fun. I think it tells a really good story with May and her mom as well. But, like, the <sighs> Elemental just really hit it out of the park. Yeah. So, we do already have the teaser for Pixar's next movie. Elio. We're getting yes. two Pixar movies next year. Ooh, what's the other one? Inside Out 2. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. So March, March we're getting Elio, and then in June we're getting Inside Out 2. How do you feel about Elio? Uh, Too early. I think it's just like the fact that it's just a teaser. It's Mm -hmm. not giving me much information, so it's not really like capturing me yet, but it may. It looks cute. It it does it reminds me a little bit of Lightyear. 
I guess just because yeah. of that space setting. I guess, like, that's the other thing that I'm kind of weirded out about, about, like, going back to space so soon after Lightyear. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know how I feel about them putting out two Pixar movies in a year. I feel like every time they do it, it's not great. The only, like, I mean, Turning Red and Luca were, no, was that the two that came out together I in think the same it was, year? It was Soul and Luca, wasn't it? Oh, and then Turning Red and Lightyear? Yes. Or no, I don't know. But yeah, I no, guess, you're right. Yeah, it's been a while since it's been like two in a row in theaters. Yeah, that's true because those were all like direct to streaming. And I'll say like Soul, like I, I only saw Soul once, but that's like, the thing. Soul's not rewatchable. No, it's not rewatchable. It's whereas not like Luca memorable. is like so good. Yeah, I rewatched Luca, I rewatched Turning Red. Yeah, I only watched Lightyear once. Mm-hmm. Like I liked it. I but... think I would I I would rewatch Lightyear, but not as much as Luca and Turning Red. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Soul like unmemorable. Mm, yeah. I I literally like force myself to remember things about that movie. Like I just I just don't mm-hmm. really. Onward, not good. No, not good. As much as I want to like it for Tom Holland, I just don't. You know what was better? Spies in Disguise came yeah. out the same year. <laughs> I. I have so many mixed feelings about them doing a Inside Out 2 because Inside Out is one of my favorite Pixar mm-hmm. movies. Um, that's one of the only ones where I've like cried my eyes out. To be fair, uh, it hit me at a very emotional time. But I am on the fence because I feel like when it comes to Pixar doing sequels, like sometimes they're awesome and then other times it's like, mm, I don't know. I think it's more, I don't know if they're ever, like, bad, I would say, but it's like, did we need to make this? Yeah. Like, did we need to make Incredibles 2? No. No. Did we need to make Finding Dory? No. No, absolutely not. No. Now, Um, Cars 2. Yeah. Best sequel ever written. Yeah, and Toy Story 2. and Toy Story 2. But I also think the thing with Toy Story 2 is that the studio was so young that, like, the stakes were high. Yeah, that's true. Now stakes aren't necessarily as high for Pixar anymore. Well, especially with them putting out so much. It's like Mm -hmm. they just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, like something's going to take, you know, which is kind of... It's kind of sad in a way to see them do that. But, I mean, then we get something like Elemental, which yeah. is just such an act of I mean, of like, love. I'm all for them being experimental. Like, but just, like, lay off the sequels a bit. Like. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like Elemental was, like, experimental for them after. And Turning Red, I feel like, was experimental. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, otherwise it's like, mm, I don't know. Well, finally, you know, we're getting more people of color directing Pixar movies is really what's happening. We're getting new voices. And I I think if you look at a lot of the media right now, like that, it's, it shows because like people Mm -hmm. want something new and it's just like, oh my God, you get this story that hasn't gotten the chance to be told or gotten the chance to like have its moment. And I think that's really what's been so amazing about all of these things because like i mean we could have included into the spider-verse although there's no end for that across the spider-verse but it's the same thing like seeing this beautiful storytelling and i hope they keep it up like i i've really been enjoying that i feel like we've had such a good summer of movies so far like starting with little mermaid like i just want little mermaid to come out on disney plus so i can watch it like every week like, okay, I really feel like Wade and live action Prince Eric are the same man, different font. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, they really just, like, captured that perfectly. And, like, I don't know. What comes out between Indiana Jones and Barbie? Um, but well, we're getting The Witcher season three. I know that's not a movie. But that's true. We're getting The Witcher. And that dog did get to go to the premiere. Oh, the it, the premiere hasn't happened yet. I think it's like tomorrow or Wednesday. Oh, well, she's there vibing. I've been watching all of her TikToks. <laughs> she's already made it to England, though. Yeah. And it's so complicated because she had to fly into France and then drive to England because you can't just fly a dog into England. That's so without, weird. Without, like, um... 
what's it called? Like you have to put them into quarantine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's Joyride that's getting a lot of good reviews. Oh, is that that Stephanie movie? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Ashley yeah. Par- Ashley Park's in it also. Yeah. I, I'm always on the fence with, like, the raunchy comedies, but, like, if Stephanie's in it, I feel like it's gotta yeah, be Yeah, and the reviews are really good. Really? Like, oh, for me, at least, things that I'm interested in. There's Joyride. That's uh, July 7th. We're currently, like, getting... It's kind of starting to turn into, like, a little bit of a group to go see Barbie. So I'm, I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So I'm doing the double feature. <laughs> R.I.P. Oppenheimer first, obviously. Obviously. You're insane if you do Oppenheimer second. You're just going to kill the buzz. I know. Like, could you imagine? That's crazy to me. Yeah. So I have my Barbie ticket. Um, I have my ticket for Indy. I'm seeing Indy on Friday. We'll probably see Indy this weekend. Yeah. And like, it's the long weekend, both in Canada and in the U.S. You're going to wear a a Barbie outfit, obviously. Are you going to also wear an Oppenheimer outfit? Uh, no, I'm going for Barbie. I'm dressing for Barbie. You're, you're not going to do like a double outfit? No. <laughs> Change so the bathroom? Shannon's wearing her super yakky shirt, and that's what I'm going to wear to see the movie. Yes. I I wonder if the um their new drop will have shipped by then. Did you order the dying I one? I did. Are you going to wear that if you get it in time? If I get it, absolutely I am. <laughs> I already told, like, um, one of the teachers I work with about it. And I'm like, do you think I'll get in trouble if I, like, wear this to school? (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever think about dying? Like, I just think it's perfect. So I'm excited. That movie's about to be the movie. Like, they're not, they don't need to release any more movies after Barbie. It's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap things up? Nope. All right. Well... If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can find us pretty much always at lip underscore lightsabers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you've got any recommendations for us, we would love to hear it because um, we might just be diving headfirst into uh, six seasons of trauma. So who knows? You can talk us out of it or talk us into it, whatever you want. Um, I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.